she would sneak up there in the night and meet him, <laughs> which would have been uh, frowned upon. But anyway, uh, yes, that and usually as kids we would, on our way to the river, we would either take a shortcut around the barbed wire, climb down the fist, cliff face and cut across a, a quarry um, floor which was used during the weekend as a two-up ring where the locals would play two-up and usually place a scout on the, on the top of the cliff to give warning if the local cops came along and there would be a scatter. And I can remember on many a, an occasion there'd be a, great, a, a group of adults and young people walking briskly along the riverfront road um, uh, and we'd wonder, well, I know where they've come from and obviously the police have done a raid on the two-up ring. But uh, that's one way we would come go to the river and the other way was to go around the, around the top of uh, Bayview Terrace and cut down the um, nominated pathway that went down through a line of trees and came out at the foot of Smith's boat shed, so they were the two ways of getting down to the the river. Um, In the war, were you were you as a child conscious that there was a war on? Yes, um, we had to. Uh, first of all, we had to uh, make sure that there was no light e- um, emitted from the windows. So we had to either put heavy curtains up or blacken the windows, and we um, actually. The, as school kids, the uh, I was only in the uh, say mid grade three or four, and the older older children or boys, and we had to help them. We dug um, slit trenches through um, in the girls' playground because there was um, more room in that playground than the boys because there was a cricket pitch in the boys playground and it wasn't as open as the girls so we dug a number of um, zigzag trenches and we we would have um, air raid practice when the General Motors siren was sounded um, and we'd have to run out, jump in, get down in the trench and we would have a sugar bag slit up one side that, so that you pulled it over, the, put it on the top of your head, pulled it down around your shoulders um, in case of flying debris in the event of any sh- any bombing taking place. Um, not that the sugar bag would stop much, but it would possibly help from um, flying sand. And this was carried on, and then uh, other, other exercises were a more immediate exercise was to get under the school desk um, if you didn't have time to run to the trenches. So were, were you frightened at all, Ruth? Were you aware that... Of the implications of the war, were you frightened? Well, there was a lot of rumour going on about uh, that the, the Japanese were close to um, the t- northern end of of Australia, but not not very. There was very little information given out, and later on we were told that Darwin was bombed, and and uh, and and Broome, but. Um, Going to the pitches, we would be in the pitches on on some Saturday or Friday evenings, and a note would uh, fla- this picture would stop. A note would flash on the screen: all personnel to report to ships or base. So that would uh, put a bit of fear up us because um, at one stage we knew the Japanese uh, convoy or fleet did pass by Fremantle, but they. Uh, 
kept going, thank goodness. Um, the other thing that I do remember was that my father at the time was working for the uh, Dingo Flour Mill and he was driving a truck and fuel was pretty tight in those days so a lot of the trucks had a gas producer attached to their engine and I know that he, I can remember him going out in the early morning and lighting a fire to get the charcoal burning to produce the gas to um, fuel the engine on the truck. Now one of his um, jobs apparently in the event of um, invasion coming was to straight away drive the truck to a designated point, pick up women and children and proceed up to the hills to somewhere like Kalamunda. Um, so that, that stuck in my mind. And the other thing that uh, we did, many of the houses, um, the residents, 